everyone, welcome to Eye of the Watchers, giving you all the support and insight you need to get hyped about League of Legends esports. My name is Manny, Manster415, and I am here with my wonderful co-host, Sam, just casual. Hey Manny, how's it going? Pretty good, man. It's, it's exciting. It's exciting to be back after a short break, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm super excited. The new year is starting. We have NALCS just around the corner, as well as the Academy League for the North American uh, region. So I'm super excited about that. You know, I think it's funny that you mentioned the Academy League because... Oh yeah, weird. That is... Our topic for today, I know some people <laughs> might not necessarily be interested, like diehard interested, because it's not the same as, to some people, the same as the pro scene. But mm-hmm. I think I'm very excited to see how the Academy League shapes up in comparison to the Challenger series, which I'm not sure if you watched much of or any of, um, but some people were interested. I mean, I don't know. I, I think it's it's definitely... A nice to see prospects. And we have some interesting players to talk about as well within yeah, those teams. There's, yeah, there's definitely a lot of importance to Academy League when it comes to setting up um, the path to the professional scene. And it's the first, pretty much the first split of it. So there, I think, yes, it might not be super interesting to everyone, but the reason why we want to talk about it is because it is important. It is important to the LOL scene, uh, the professional scene. And as you know, we talk about this three years from now, it will become a lot more relevant, you know? So, uh, yeah. So we just want to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, again, I think like what you're saying, it's, it's also important for just North America as of right now, because all the other, you know, regions still have like their challenger series and such. But I think this is exciting because, Hey, you know, we're in NA, hopefully we see some homegrown talent and, and stuff like that. So it'll be interesting. Um, so do you want to get us started? Sure. So we're just going to break down uh, a lot of the information that you have, that we have about the Academy League. There's still some stuff that are unreleased, but there's still a lot of good information right now. So we just want to jump into it. First things first, the Academy League will be broadcasted on Friday, January 19th. So that um, that's coming out very, very soon. Due to some yeah. changes they're making with the broadcast times though, They'll be announcing the time of the first game, what time the first game starts in January. That is still to be determined. But um, games are actually happening on Thursday and Friday, even though they're only broadcasting on Friday. Basically, Thursday's games will be played off air while the Friday games will be broadcasted. And um, that's pretty much because of resources. You know, like we mentioned before, this is kind of like the challenger scene. And a lot of people weren't watching the challenger scene compared to the LCS. So. When it just comes to the resources and costs and all this kind of stuff, they're just broadcasting things on Friday because they know people want to watch it, but not everyone. And depending on the popularity, who knows, things might change next split. Yeah, I think it's understandable. You know, I mean, this might even open up a door to new shoutcasters, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of people always look for that shoutcasting gig. Um, so even though it is unreleased, Riot did say that they were going to announce vod availability uh later within this month i mean like you said okay this is happening within two weeks right in literally two weeks time we will get our first dose of like na lcs slash academy teams uh and it's super exciting um the way the season's gonna work out unlike last time with the challenger series where it was like 
maybe just like six weeks. It's actually just like the NALCS. So it's going to be for the spring split. It's going to be a double round robin best of one uh, just taking over taking place over like nine weeks. Um, So that's going to be very fun to watch as it's so similar. It actually helps a lot of the rookies and players that are in that scene just be ready in case they need to jump up you know i think that's a smart decision by riot um to have it kind of like coincide with the nalcs yeah. and then at the end of it obviously there will be playoffs uh just kind of like the challenger series but instead of you your team going up i'm guessing there's just going to be like a monetary reward but the top four teams will advance to best of five um taking place over two weeks. All of the playoffs will be held in the NALCS studio. So I'm guessing that you'll see kind of like them take place the same weekend as the semifinals um, for like the NALCS as well. And then the finals, when they move out to a different studio, it'll just be, you know, like the Academy teams will stay there and they'll be shown. There will not be a lack of things to watch on the weekends when it comes to a league competitive scene. That is very, very true. And just briefly, I think just throughout the week, people, you know, I think that's something a lot of people struggle with. It's like, oh man, I have to wait, you know, week in, week out to see league. But I mean, Mm -hmm. just so you guys are aware, I mean, we'll probably make a more like a set episode possibly about different regions, but just know that the LCK starts, starts every Tuesday all the way until the weekend. You know, you have the EU LCS as well. You have VODs, some, some crazy stuff. Um, but I mean, what are your thoughts on, on like the format and stuff for, for the Academy league? Yeah, I'm super excited. I'm also kind of glad that they're just doing Friday broadcasts. The, the reason why I say that, is because I don't want them to get burnt out and I don't want them, I want them to be focusing on really important stuff. Right. So Academy League is definitely not neglected. And if you read Riot's article about things, they are definitely trying to legitimize and put into consideration everyone's wants. You know, at first they're thinking about less games, but a lot of the Academy teams like, no, we want to play as many games as we can. They want a similar format to the LCS so they can like, pretty much mirror it and mimic it and be used to it and accustomed to it when they come on to the LCS stage and stuff like that. I mean, they are mm-hmm. playing in the NALCS studio, so they will be playing on the same stage, which is really exciting for them as well. Um, yeah. And the cool thing is that we're not being bombarded by games either. So yeah. if it's just a Friday, Friday games and matches that are sh- seen, I think more people are more likely to watch if there's like two games rather than, 10 games, you know, yeah, because it's just a little extra. So I, that's not the numbers. That's not the actual numbers. I think it's five games, five games each. each. No, uh, two, three games, four, five games each day, right? Every team plays twice. Yeah. And there's 10 teams in the, in the Academy Ross, in the Academy League. So yeah, I am really, really excited about that. I personally don't know if I'm going to be watching all of it. I probably won't watch all of it. That being said, once somebody is blowing up or like, I'm interested in a specific player on the Academy teams because there are some familiar names in there. I might tune in and watch those games. Yeah. I was going to say, and this will be a perfect segue. um, 
I will try to watch as much as I can just because I'm trying to like experience and see like kind of like what they can fix and stuff, you know, because mm-hmm. again, the Challenger series, I think, was just a hot mess. Even last year, like the summer split when Echo Fox hired all the famous streamers and everyone was like going crazy, but then they didn't broadcast <laughs> any of their games. I think they only broadcasted one. And it was like, well, we want to see this, right? So yeah. I like that they're being more like they're being clear on what they're going to broadcast. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they'll probably try to broadcast the teams that you really want to see. No shots fired at any of the team, like any of the other teams. But we have some teams that are that only have uh, new players with that real quick. There are some rules to what you can have in your academy team. And this is obviously to not have like. A team liquid situation where originally before you know like when the um, preseason originally started they had like 15 players right they had of <laughs> all of immortals they had their entire old team and people are like what are they doing right so instead of having two super teams one in your academy team just filled with five like you know old pros and this is supposed to be for for new players yeah their rules are that you can only have one veteran player, aka one North American veteran player that has played in the professional scene before, and one import. So you can still import players within that squad, but it's not necessarily like, oh, let's fill it up with, you know, like, oh, let's have everyone from SKT like in our <laughs> in our academy team. Um so I think it's very interesting, and we have some very notable teams at names for for these teams. And I think like we should just get going with some of them. I think that it'd be interesting, just so you guys know, you know, our listeners just know uh, some of this, you know, information hasn't necessarily been released yet. Um, actively, it's been just through purely through Twitter. So I suggest that if you want like up to date news, you know. And stuff. We'll try to do that for you, but if you want to be like on your own, uh, just follow all of these teams like Twitter accounts. They they usually release all this information. Um, but let's start with a hundred thieves. Uh, I want to start with the most notable pickup, just mind blowing pickup, spicy of the jungler Levi. He decides to leave vietnam understandably he wants more he he said he said in an interview with travis he's like yeah i'm looking for na i want to go to na i'm willing to learn english you know Mm -hmm. man na just eats all of the stuff they're like oh yeah it's the best jungler like are you one of the better junglers most exciting ones to play and boom we get him in a hundred thieves they pick him up that's their import slot i think he's gonna he is young but I think he's also like so good that it just elevates that team already. And it gives them like this buffer period of learning English, you know, making sure his communication is up to par before mm-hmm. he actually makes it to the LCS. Would not yeah. be surprised if it, it's less than six, you know, like six months or definitely next year we see him up there. Like there's no doubt in my mind. So I think that that's one of the more notable ones in 100 Thieves. I know you saw some interesting names of your own in there. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm super, super excited for Levi. Um, the other two people that I 
recognize their names are Kaizen, who was drafted from Scouting Grounds. So it's always exciting to see what the top 10 drafts from Scouting Grounds, how they will perform and how the drafting went. Because not all the people that were drafted from Scouting Grounds have a starting or an academy starting position. Right. So we don't know if they didn't negotiate. Well, some of those might not have been negotiated. Maybe they're working behind the scenes. Maybe they're a uh, positional coach. Maybe they're still in training. Maybe they're on the bench for the academy. Who knows? Maybe they're on the bench for the LCS. So there's still details. There are interesting details and nuances with who has been drafted and who was part of scouting grounds. Another person that wasn't drafted, or sorry, did I even say the name? Kaizen. Kaizen yeah. was a guy that was drafted from scouting grounds. The second person, their mid laner, Lin Sanity, who was spoken pretty uh, highly, highly of, yeah. in the scouting grounds, but didn't have a super great performance in the games that he played on stage, even though during scrims he played pretty well. I think it might have just been, you know, the team or the matchups and stuff like that, what he played. Maybe and even stage he fright. He was not right? picked up in the first. What was that? I, I'm sorry. I was just saying, maybe even stage fright, right? You know, like it, it's just. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, continue. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> but um, he was not picked up in the initial 10 picks for the draft, but he was still part of Scouting Grounds and 100 Thieves decided to pick him up and play him in their mid lane for their academy team. So it's interesting to see what will happen there. Yeah, I mean, again, I think it's like you were saying, I think scouting grounds being new, the draft system being new, it's so nice to see kind of like a clear cut of like, hey, maybe is this working, right? Like you said, maybe mm-hmm. negotiations didn't work. There's There might be some players that just have a pride or ego that say, oh, you picked me up. I don't want to play for your team. So never mind. I'll try my chances in the market. And maybe they failed at that, right? So yeah. it gives them also like a lesson and stuff. Um, it's interesting. Um, I think those are three notable ones from a hundred thieves. Um, and like, like you were saying, like just cause you didn't get drafted doesn't mean you didn't, don't get a chance. Like there's actually a good amount of players that didn't even get drafted that like end up like joining some of the ranks. Right. Yep. Yep. Um, so moving on to counter logic gaming Academy. I think the notable one here is Omar God. Um, he's still with CLG. I know some people want to been like, mm-hmm. wait, they just picked up Rainover. They said, Omar God, go F yourself. Like, no, obviously, <laughs> I think it was clear that Omar God got some good experience, but it wasn't enough, right? CLG's aspirations yeah. are always to make it to Worlds. They failed this year. It was, it was tough. You know, I mean, granted, we did get to see Immortals and stuff, but they, they clearly still have faith in him they just want him to get mm-hmm. better so i think he's going to be a good role model for the academy team uh that's just filled with four other rookies uh yeah so i think it'll be interesting that's where he is just so you guys you know you guys that might be fans of cog are aware yeah i'm really excited about omar god because yeah like we said cog ultimately all these teams want to win right so yeah. their main roster the reason why omar god was on the main roster is because they got rid of Dardock, right? Yeah. And they didn't have a jungler. Omar God, Omar God was the second, second person on the bench. And unfortunately, he just was thrown into the thick of things during playoffs. Yeah, right, like, right? like it, it was, was like playoffs, it was right? like the end of the season. If if it wasn't yeah. playoffs themselves, it was like two weeks, three weeks before playoffs started. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So he had ridiculous expectations. Or not expectations, but he had a ton of pressure that was probably unfairly put on him. He didn't perform amazingly. CLG still like 
got some wins with him anyway. And you definitely saw that he was still like very young, untrained talent. So CLG mm-hmm. do believe in him, like you said, but he is someone that still is needs to be trained up and worked on and to gain a little more leadership because the jungle role and like the support role, those are really, really important. We talked about this in jungle, jungle, yeah. jungle synergy episode. It's really, really important to be good at shot calling, understand your macro and just really be able to lead a team from those positions. So Omar God is still in training. He is someone that everyone is excited about. So this will be a good time to see him lead a team where I think the rest of them are pretty much unknown players outside of probably solo queue and ranked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, no shots fired if, if you end up listening to this, <laughs> but it's just like, I'm excited to see some of these names, right? And start becoming fans yes. of them when they're young. <laughs> so yep, yep. let's move on over to Cloud9. So this is, this. there's three notable ones. Um, and I'm just going to go over the two two quick ones that I picked out from, from Cloud9. <laughs> uh, first one is the Golden God himself, Golden Glue. In the mid lane, hey. failed project by Team Liquid. Some would say I think he was unfairly treated. You know, it's like, hey, don't worry, we have faith in Golden Glue. They lose one game. Hey, we just bomb Mickey from Rock Tigers. <laughs> Golden Glue, you're you're leaving the team now, and it's like, oh, okay. You know, um, this man has gone through so much. I'm glad to still see him there. I think he he no matter how much he's been put down, like he's still fighting. Right. And I think it's so, so great. I hope that he does well in the Academy uh, team. You know, I mean, any team can end up picking him up in in all honesty. Heck, you might see a hundred thieves picking him up just so they have, uh, you know, a good native mid laner. Right. That then Levi can go valuable, you know? So like, it's just, you need it's a game of numbers in the end because you only have two import thoughts in the normal team. So if like you have Levi and you want to play him, you know you might need to replace one of your other the other two. So I think he's very valuable. I think he's gonna grow more. He's a good personality. Um, the next one is Keith AD Carry. Man, this guy gets slammed down too, but <laughs> Keith is still going. <laughs> you know, so I think I think it's definitely interesting. I'm going to leave the last one up to you because I, I still think this is very interesting now that you yeah. mention it. Before I go in, go into the last one, I do want to say something about Golden Glue and Keith because they're, they're really interesting because the Academy League is like perfect for this kind of situation. You have two players that are like just there at the NALCS level, but are like 10th. You know, they're probably yeah. like the bottom of the LCS talent pool. So yeah. that's the thing. Like, this is a perfect place for them to get better because we have seen like awesome plays and good stuff by Keith and Golden Glue. And if you're not aware of Golden Glue's history, he is like a scrim god. He just wrecks scrimmages. <laughs> when it comes to live stage performance, there has to be like some mental block there. And I know he's worked with like um, sports psychologists and stuff like this. Yeah. The Academy League is somewhere where you are practicing playing on stage. Oh, it mimics, I, would, I shouldn't say practice, it mimics the LCS stage. So you are in the same format, you're doing the same thing. It's taken uh, some level of seriousness rather than the challenger scene that has like no, like no one is watching it, no one cares about it. This is perfect for these kind of players to get better and hopefully get over their plateau or to find out if they're not good enough. Like who knows? 
Yeah, and yeah, exactly. This might be the perfect time for these guys to level up their performance, become shot callers, become leaders, be just really hone their craft and also boost their confidence. That's super, super important. So um we will see what happens with those guys. The third person that you hinted at is our top laner league. He was drafted by Cloud9. He was the first pick, and actually Cloud9 bought the first pick spot from someone. I don't remember which team to be able to draft league. That's how much they cared about this guy. They had good conversations with him. They really liked his attitude in the scouting grounds. So they actually went out of the way, bought the first round pick to get league onto their team. So that should be really, really exciting to see how well he does and how well Cloud9 did with her scouting. Yeah. Um, also, real quick, some people might be wondering and be like, wait, Manny, you're contradicting yourself. Keith and Golden Glue had both veteran players. I think Golden Glue oh, yeah. What's up with is that? technically <laughs> not because he never played like a full split. Um, or like, I th- I'm, I'm not sure like what are the exact rules to constitute a veteran player, but it's like you either need to play mm-hmm. like a full split or like, a full year? It's like four weeks. I think it's like something like four weeks of play or something like that. Like, if you make it in once for one week, that doesn't count. Yeah, and like, I mean, Golden Glues was so inconsistent. It's like, he played two weeks, then he left for a tire split. Then he came back, played another two <laughs> weeks, and they're like, ah, yeah, let's get Mickey. You know, like, so I'm pretty sure it's just like Golden Glue didn't finish the split, like, in a team. So it's like, that's why he doesn't constitute. That's why he's able to be picked up by Cloud9 as well as Keith. Real, yep. real quick, oh, cool. like just uh, <laughs> making sure people are, are aware. Um, I, I realize the inconsistencies, and it's just again. there are a few question marks that, like, when I was going through this roster and we were preparing for this, like, well, how does that work out? And then we have, yeah, we def- there's there's some weird ones yeah. here. So are in the gray area. So next, next up, let's go for another non-indictment team, Clutch Academy. Um, this is an interesting roster. There's been memes just with two of the players, even though we didn't highlight one of them. <laughs> I don't know if you saw one of their names, but this is hilarious. So one of the first ones we do want to highlight is the jungler, Galen Moon. Uh, Moon played for FlyQuest last year. Hugely underrated. I think this guy puts in a lot of effort. He, he had monster numbers all of last year. I mean, FlyQuest, who was not supposed to be like, a top four, top five team was a top four, top five team in two different splits. You know, like <laughs> they actually ended up like being a lot better than what people thought they were. And I think Moon mm-hmm. and High were like two of the main things. I was upset that no one had picked up Moon. Again, competition is tough, but I think I'm glad to see him at least in Academy. Um, I think there's still for him, like stuff for him to learn, um, but it's going to be interesting on what he does. The meme side of this is that they also picked up Sun. So people are like, wait, did they literally just pick up two, like the two Pokemon games? And then even in the clutch gaming, like Twitter, they put like, Oh, I want to, we want to introduce you to our two new, like Academy teams. And it was like the sun and moon, like Pokemon with like, Oh, that's awesome. Photoshopped with like (laughs) sun's face on sun and the moon's face on the moon one. It's just hilarious. That's funny. That's great. So that's the Mimi one. And then this one, I'm actually surprised that they did this. Not surprised that he's still in the NA scene. But I'm glad that he's no longer in Team Liquid. And that's going to be the 80 carry, mm-hmm. Piglet. 
Oh, Piglet. <laughs> yeah. There's so many things I love about Piglet, and then there's so many things like, God damn it, Piglet, do something. Just don't don't just <laughs> flop around. Like, do something. I think he's an amazing player. He's won a world championship. But, you know, some people say, oh, how the mighty have fallen. I think this is just exactly what he needs to kind of, like, get that spark again. And hopefully we'll see him soon again at the level where you'd say, oh, wait a minute. Piglet is crazy good. Um, You know, he's also still learning English, you know, and stuff like that. So I think like this probably split, maybe even year, uh, will be good for him just in terms of um, growth as a player. Yeah, I mean, on um, when he was on Team Liquid, when he did take a break and he moved actually down to the Challenger series, he really enjoyed being on the Challenger team. It was a nice, it was a nice atmosphere for him, and I think that's a big. It's very important for anybody, but I think it affects Piglet a lot. So having the good team dynamic and good team members that he can mesh with well is very, very important to him. And someone like Moon, like we said. He, I'm a big fan of Moon as well because he he brings that Minnesota nice to a team. He's (laughs) just like a hardworking guy that's really friendly and like happy. And like even on losses during his interviews, he's like a great guy to be talking to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So yeah, who knows? The the environment might be really, really good for Piglet to kind of find his his energy and momentum again. Yeah, and I mean, again, with new players also like filling the rest of the spots, I think this is just awesome, right? At... I mean, imagine being a support player and being like, oh, I'm going to support Piglet. Like, you're going to learn a lot, right? You're going to learn from one of the better ADCs that you could have gotten. So it's definitely going to be interesting. Again, to clarify, Piglet is still considered a Korean import. That's why he can be in the same team as Moon, who played a full year. Riot's rules, yeah. man. It's so confusing. But there's also <laughs> those tiny loopholes that people are like, perfect. <laughs> we can strike. Um, yeah, maybe we we can erase Piglet's name from all of Team Liquid's documents, <laughs> and we'll be golden. Yeah. Great. Yeah, just just give the <laughs> argument. But he never showed up for Team Liquid. No. <laughs> <laughs> jokes, jokes. <laughs> Please don't hurt. Um, next up, we have Echo Fox. I think the main thing about Echo Fox is that all their players are pretty much new, uh, new to the scene. Yeah. So fresh talent. Fresh talent. We don't have anyone necessarily honorable. I, I, I know some of them have probably already been with the Echo Fox like Challenger Series team or like support squad before. Um, mm-hmm. But it's still going to be interesting to just see more of them, right? I think, I mean, we've, we've already praised Echo Fox a lot about how much we love Echo Fox. So hopefully we see some good stuff from them, you know? Um, nothing huge to talk about here, but. It'll be it'll be interesting for sure. So let's move on to FlyQuest. Um, The FlyQuest Academy team, two notable people. Number one, Jungler Shrimp. Um, He had come in last split or last year to be in Team Dignitas, and I think he did a very decent job at being like an overall good import jungler. He still needs to learn English. I think that's kind of. Be like the running gag with like all these Korean imports that are in the Challenger series or, you know, just imports that are in Challenger series. It's like, they're taking this time to learn English and not have the pressure of, you need to perform on stage. Um, so it's really cool to see him um, 
there. I think he's a very strong player. And I know that you highlighted the other one. Pretty sure. Yeah. yeah so Keen is one of my favorite mid laners to think about because he always does like he he would pull out crazy stuff in the NALCS. So he was the one that brought out like um oh also he was a mid laner for Dragon Toss as well. So you have that jungle jungle mid yeah. synergy and just two strong leaders when it comes to experience coming into this academy team. So that's just gonna bring elevate everyone. Yeah. Their top AD carry and support as well. Um, but yeah, Keen is really cool. He was the one that brought Hecker mid when you like <laughs> Yeah. I think you just back you shoved wave, you backed, bought boots, and you came back in the lane really quickly because he actually scales off of uh movement speed. So like that was really, really big. And he brought like Cassiopeia when she wasn't super popular. So Keen is a really fun mid laner to watch. And that yeah, that's why I'm excited to see him. Yeah, uh, for hopefully sure. he will jump out and we can see more of him in the NALCS stage. But again, something really valuable about Keen is that he speaks Korean very, very well. So he can't, he's not an import. So this is another one of those situations where you have two veterans, but one is a Korean or one is an import. So therefore you get that loophole. So Keen and Shrimp are able to communicate very well. He talks in Korean and English and sometimes he translates in games to the rest of his team. So that's very useful thing. Their AD carry, I see his last name as Park. He's probably Korean, most likely Korean. Uh, I don't know what his situation is, but maybe he speaks Korean as well. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think also the good thing about, uh, like you were saying, it's like Keen, even though he's native, like North American talent, like being bilingual helps a lot not just in terms of in-game right but outside of game i think one of the biggest things i've heard from korean imports is that when they come here you know or when they come here or where they go to like europe and there's no korean speaking like teammates there's no korean like culture they're just like oh man i miss home (laughs) you know so having that again you also mentioned they were both in team dignitas which is true like it's just it adds so much more to it, right? I think it's it's really good. So yeah, exciting, um, exciting to see the growth of the players and just again how they're potentially able to lead a team. Uh, I think it'll be pretty mm-hmm. interesting. So next up is the Golden Guardians Academy team, the most notable um, player of all of them is actually their support player. He's one of my favorite players just all around, and that's special. He's been in the scene mm-hmm. for a while. <laughs> you know, he's played in... <laughs> Probably since yeah, the beginning, pretty Yeah, much. he's played in TSM. You know, he's played... Like, it's almost kind of, like, easier to list the teams that he hasn't played for. But last <laughs> team he was part of was P1. You know, yes, P1 ended up not being the greatest thing that could have happened, but he's still crazy good on his like playmaking champions right like specials just has that mm-hmm. experience and just the fact that golden guardians were able to pick up you know like were able to pick him up and just have them kind of like help lead this academy team i think it's such a crucial thing for them it also seems yeah. they're staying to their like just full na rosters i don't think anyone is an import like yes they might have like different ethnicities but i think they're just like straight up just all na players which is an interesting yeah. approach um in all honesty <clears throat> so i think that one's interesting next up is optic academy 
these are all five new players to the scene. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure Winter was part of the scouting grounds, if I am not mistaken. Um, but, you know, I think Optic is another one. I think they're all NA players. So it's going to be interesting just to see how just straight up five new players deal with some of these other pro players and such, right? Um, yep. That are, that are in the academy scene. But no one's super notable there. Um so let's move on to our second to last team, Team Liquid Academy. Man, Team Liquid, full of memes. Um, <laughs> uh, paid by, by Steve. I'm just going to start off with the top laner, uh, Viper. For some of you guys that might not know, Viper is extremely good, high ranking, like challenger player. Uh, he streams a lot. He, like, I want to say he is a one trick, but I mean, being an academy team kind of disproves that because you can't just be a one trick but uh he's a ribbon player you know super famous uh, ribbon player like i'm pretty sure it's like if you played ribbon someone's like oh all right viper calm down (laughs) uh i think he's really good i think it's interesting just the fact that he is an academy team i'm excited to see him maybe we might get to see some ribbon in the academy league right I feel like he's that comfortable. So I think it's definitely interesting. Pick up. Um, do you want to take on the next one? Our jungler for Team Liquid. Um, so yeah, the jungler, hard. He is an ex-Echo Fox jungler. So he is a veteran. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of stuff he brings into the team. Because yeah, Echo Fox's roster, starting roster last season wasn't, uh, didn't, they definitely fell short when it comes to performance. And we'll see how the Academy League does to help bring him up, just like we mentioned um, uh, Keith. So we'll see what kind of leadership he brings into the team. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, you know, it's just interesting to see like these kind of like veteran players are still like kind of hanging on. It's going to be interesting how they fulfill their their roles within within academy teams so next up mm-hmm. is mid laner we've talked to him a little bit talking about other players but it is mickey ex rocks tigers player he was brought in last year he's now in the academy team obviously when uh pole belter and stuff were picked up he was kind of just moved down i think it's more to give him time to refine himself you know a lot of people have been mm-hmm. like mickey's like a hard flaming a-hole like you know he needs to learn english right <laughs> so i think this is actually going to help him a lot um to a lot of people he was a really good like kind of like underperforming mid laner but it's one of those players that's like he has these games that show rays of hope and you're like why can't you play like this all the time so uh it's going to be interesting. You know, I think, again, it's one of those things. It's like a year to, to get going. and Hopefully we, we see yeah. more of it. So um, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see them. And to finish this off, we have two players that we want to discuss in the TSM Academy. I'll start off with Rasmus Mr. Rallis. Because he was picked up last year, you know, he was, he was picked up last year as a sub and people were kind of like yeah what's gonna what's what's happening with mr Alice? you know are we ever gonna see him i think this is finally gonna be able to show people like oh what is he about right like um he has um 
and we I didn't highlight him, but Shady from P1, he played last year. He's also in his team as a sub. So it's kind of be like uh, Mr. Rallis, even though he hasn't played any like pro, he's always been in academy teams. I think this is going to be show us even more of his growth as a player. So it'll be interesting. And then I know you had some things to say about their mid laner. Yeah, their mid laner, Ablaze Olive. Again, he is someone that came from the scouting grounds draft, the original 10-man draft. And there was a lot to say about him as well in the scouting grounds. A lot of people had good things to say about him. He carried hard. I think they liked his champion pool and stuff like that. So it'll be another one to watch when it comes to how well scouting grounds did their... was was successful for drafting these uh, extra players. Yeah, and I think... And one of the teams that you really want to hardcore focus on the mid lane, <laughs> it's going to be in team solo mid. And yeah. I think that adds a little bit more pressure in all honesty, because it's like people are going to be comparing mm-hmm. it to Bjergsen. Like, I think it's just, I, I honestly feel like it's just a given. It's like, yeah, but will he able to, you know, will he be able to replace Bjergsen once Bjergsen decides to retire? And it's like, is it unfair? A hundred percent. You should not compare someone to the greatest player in like the North American <laughs> scene, or at least the most well-known player in the North American scene. But yeah, just the fact that he was drafted shows right his importance. So like, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting. It definitely will be interesting to to see what he do he do he does um, within <laughs> that. But I think that wraps up all our our quick like draft. Uh, I mean, team discussions. Um, it'll be interesting. Like, like I mentioned before, I'm going to at least try to watch every team once. Once I do, I'll probably be like, yeah, yeah, I'll never watch, you know, blank team ever again, <laughs> but I'll watch the other ones. So, you know, I'll probably have like more of a, I'll watch the games if these teams are playing to see how these players are doing. You know, I, I'll, I'll make yeah. a point to watch every single Levi game I can just because I think he's going to destroy some people and it'll be freaking funny. <laughs> but aside from that, I mean, do you have any other thoughts on uh, the Academy teams or just league itself? Yeah, just kind of like what you said. You know, a lot of these games will probably be on the background. I'm watching... To a random Tuesday during the day while I'm like working at home. Like those, that's what's probably going to happen because, you know, Fridays are a little valuable to most people. And uh, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll catch some of these, maybe I won't, but it's going to be cool because what's going to happen is you have it in your background when you're watching it on a VOD or whatever. And you're going to, you're going to hear the shoutcasters go crazy when something crazy happens and you'll be like, whoa, that is Levi. Like, oh, what did he just do? And you can rewind it and be like, oh, okay. Wow, I just saw what a 21 and 6 Lee Sin can do. Like, this is exciting, <laughs> you know? And Or, yeah, Lee Sin can do. So, you're going to see all these names. I'm really excited. But again, I'm kind of excited about the boring stuff when it comes to the Academy League. Because, again, this is helping legitimize the scene and kind of establish the future of the scene. And establish the NALCS as a scene and a organization and a legitimate, like, competition right and it's gonna be interesting how you know riot changes it how teams take advantage of this because like we talked about this where ablaze olive he's gonna be like he's on team solo mid team solo mid culture is probably gonna go into their academy team because you know they're all under one roof even though they might have a different coach or whatever they'll be talking to the main roster every now and then as well and getting some 
training and coaching and who knows, they might be scrimming against each other a lot, these kind of things. And they're able to test like really, really cheesy stuff. So you might see Bjergsen pull off like Riven mid because they were able to test it out with their academy team and keep it secret and it's best of one. So it's really exciting to pull out this crazy cheese and see what you can do with it. But then a blaze olive gets really, really good. And then they sell them off to team liquid and then replace their mid laner at team liquid or something like that. Like those kind of things can happen. You can see trades, you can see these academy rosters switch up as well. You can see it, it'll be really exciting. You can just, and what's the, the most, one of the most uh, cool things about any scene is when you know something that no one else knows. So when you've been watching Viper in the top lane because he's a streamer and you've been watching him on Team Liquid Academy and then when he makes his NALCS debut as a sub, you're like, hey, look, I have a Viper jersey. I am definitely Viper's number one fan, da da da. And he rocks and you're able to tell all your friends like, oh, Viper, he's like super good on Riven. Probably won't pick it here, but he has another pocket pick that's really good against Lissandra in the top lane, so he's going to pick blah, blah, blah. And then all your friends are like, wow, you're such a genius. And you're like, you know, I just do my research, you know? So that always feels good when you have that, like, one up on all your friends. So that's something that Academy, Academy League does. And just to help you know more about a team. And also, if you're a huge fan of CLG and you can only watch two CLG games a, ga- a week... Well, now you can turn your televisions on on Friday and One watch more, yeah. the Academy League and watch CLG. <laughs> Which, I mean, yeah. again, I think it's just more content, right? And some people, like you said, like, yeah, it's like, oh, well, instead of watching the bottom two teams in NA, I'd rather watch just whatever teams in, you know, like the Academy team. Or, or like, the top two yeah, teams exactly. in Academy. So, like, you can mm-hmm. always, like, just use their content, even if you don't end up watching it live. I mean... Rest assured, you're going to see some highlights of, uh, you know, posts on the subreddit. Like, man, <laughs> the Academy League teams are undervalued. <laughs> you should watch these crazy plays. These are our top five plays from Academy. Like, stuff like that would be also interesting to see, right? Um, so, yeah. I'm pretty excited about the Academy team. I mean, it's going to be the first kind of like small taste we have NALCS action in two weeks. Granted, it all starts in two weeks, but it'll be something so i think that's that's it i think that's that's all we can talk about as of right now uh with the given information we just have available um any new mm-hmm. information you can always search uh, through lol esports uh you know through twitter anything like that um that's kind of like where we are able to find some of the information here you know we do some some research on the side but Mainly, that's that's where you want to see if you, you you are really interested about the Academy League. You can always contact us, Sam. Where can they contact you? If you want to contact me, the best place is probably Twitter, and that my handle is at justcasual nine because unfortunately, the one without the nine is unactive, and <laughs> I can't get it. Unfortunately, that's it's really late. That's where you that's can find it. That's pretty me. sad. <laughs> it is. So, so why nine, real quick? Um, I like nine. Nine's that's a nice fair. number. It's a perfect square. Uh, as I was going, into, going in elementary school, a lot of times you were given a yeah. number 
And it was based off of alphabetically your last name. So most years in my class, I was actually like nine or eight or 10. But most of the times I was nine. So. It just stuck. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. And also it looks very nice. I like the way nine looks. It's very pleasing to my eyes. <laughs> I could agree with that. hundred percent. All right. And you can always reach out to me on Twitter as well. My handle is Manster, M-A-N-S-T-E-R 415. Manster415, always there. Feel free to shoot me any questions. If you have any, any recommendations, we always uh, are down. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Google Podcasts, iTunes. We have SoundCloud, and we also post our YouTube videos. Yep. You will see our faces finally for this Ooh, episode if you go into our yeah, YouTube. Yeah, so if you're interested in that, I mean, you know, I know a lot of people are like, hey, man, what do you look like? Now you can... Decide. <laughs> yeah, I get that all the time too. <laughs> now you can decide what we look like. <laughs> I don't know. I look like a human being. That's all I say. So, there you go. Um, thank you for tuning in. We hope to bring you some interesting content um, in these coming weeks. It's going to be actually really fun. I'm really excited. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right, everyone. Peace. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs>